Hello, this is Pixelated Playgrounds, a gaming book club podcast discussing the art and craft of video games. I'm Brian Skersha. I'm Josh Galecki. And I'm Clint Jones. And today we're talking about Unpacking, developed by Witchbeam and published by Humble Bundle for Windows, Mac, Linux, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. Um, this is a really fun little game that uh, you know only took me a few hours to, to get through, but it's really relaxing, really chill, and I don't know, I kind of just enjoyed vibing with this game personally. It's such a different game than anything else you've seen before. Like, if a first-person shooter comes out, like I, I see the trailer and I'm like, I get that, okay. Shooting, that's what I'm doing. This game, what you're doing is opening boxes and taking things out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, it mimics a real-life activity, but not one you'd expect to find in a video game normally, I guess. Not even one nobody enjoys doing, actually, on their own either, so I don't really understand why they picked this as the subject of a game, but it kind of worked anyway, so... I have an answer for that, actually. Apparently, uh, two of the people on the team that created this, I think it was uh, like the technical director and one of the main pixel artists, uh, moved in together. And as a result of that, they were merging all of their stuff. And uh, this game idea came to mind, like, of unpacking and moving into a place and, like, the various times in life that you do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm maybe reading a bit too much into the situation, but I do understand that that was a thing that happened. You know, two of the people that are on this team moved in, and this game, this idea was born. Well, that's interesting that that was the inspiration for this game. Uh, but it is really crazy how they took a mundane activity and made it a good game out of it and I think key to how they did that Brian is what you said you're not just unpacking one room you're unpacking uh what is it seven rooms eight different rooms and houses <laughs> throughout a person's life and through that you get a kind of narrative that emerges yeah you never get to interact with the character themselves like you never meet them correct you never I don't think you even see any correspondence between them and another person but you just kind of learn about their life through the things that they have, what they take with them, what they leave behind, stuff like that. The closest you see to any photograph of anyone is a small isometric postcard that has, they're not stick figures at that scale, but they don't have incredible detail to them either. Yeah, you get like five by five pixels of what's supposed to be a portrait in a frame. And from that, you are supposed to extrapolate an entire life. Um you get basically get that and you get like interstitial writings in a photo album um, between each level. And beyond that, like everything is told through, as you said, the items you're unpacking, what stays, what goes. And this is one of the things like uh, I used to be much bigger on the minimalist lifestyle than I am these days. But uh, one of the ideas behind that is that um, the stuff you buy doesn't just have a cost at the time you buy it it also has a cost in like psychically <laughs> like um you have to store it somewhere you have to think about it and it you know that you can just let it sit there in the basement until you got to move and when you got to move that's when push comes to shove and you decide is this worth keeping or do i toss this i think we should all definitely talk about our justifications for either keeping old things or discarding them uh <laughs> later on because you know i think we've all moved enough times to know like what stays and what stays no matter what and what can be discarded but 
before we get into, <laughs> you know, one, the substance of the game, and two, our own moving habits, let's talk a bit about, like, who made this game. Because Witchbeam is a company with a, a slight history. Witchbeam made a game called Assault Android Cactus. I haven't played, but I heard it's a really solid twin-stick shooter. And so they did the next logical thing in the progression of video games and made a uh, <laughs> unpacking simulator. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you make a totally standard type of game to a completely non-standard one, obviously. <laughs> Well, you find some success, you find the methods that work. Making that first game can be the hardest thing for a studio just getting started. Yeah, and I I don't know about you guys, but this game really put this developer on the map for me. Uh, Because I, you know, I I like twin sticks and all that stuff, but like, I'm not seeking them out. So I had only vaguely heard of Assault Android Cactus, but this game really like hit the best games of the year list for 2021 from like New Yorker, LA Times, Forbes, Financial Times, CNET, like Polygon. Everyone was calling this game out. It's like, you got to try this shit out. (laughs) I I think it's because it appeals to a larger audience too. Like uh, new gamers have such a hard time with things like you can do a twin stick shooter because you've done it for years. People Mm -hmm. can do an FPS because they've done it for years. RPG is the same, but this, uh, when you bring somebody new in, there's just too many systems. This is pretty simple. You click and drag. It's pretty immediately understood what you need to do, and there's not a whole lot to it except for jumping in there and just going at it. No, that's a good point. Like Not just in terms of the complexity of using a controller, which is second nature to all of us, but for someone who hasn't played games before, it's a different thing. But also the kind of legibility of the game structure. Like... Uh, I remember playing Doom, uh, Doom Eternal, a few years back and looking at the level and be like, oh, look, this doorway's lit up. That must be where I'm supposed to go. Only because games have trained me to think that way, to think like the game designers are trying to lead me places using lighting. But, you know, that's only because I've been playing games for so long that I know that. Yeah, the mechanics here are very simple. You're just unpacking, right? There's no, you know, like you said, Josh, there's no real training that needs to happen here. There's no central conflict. No tutorial. <laughs> yeah, no tutorial, no no failure state, no death, no game over, no enemy. Um, it's just you're plopped into an empty room with a box, and yeah, you click on the box, and you get an item into your hand. Now, there are is a kind of, like, very, very broad... Uh, system of rules here about what can go where and what can't Um, so after you unpack everything they'll be like oh uh, you can't leave the stuffed animal in the bathroom that's not where it belongs so you have to find somewhere to put it yeah the pan doesn't go in the shower please put it somewhere (laughs) anywhere in the kitchen you don't know how I live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but seriously, though, I've heard this characterized as the game's pettiness engine, um, which I found really funny. It's just basically the game saying, like, come on, be, be a real human here. Put your kitchen stuff in the kitchen, please. And um, I think, you know, it works. Um, I, I did think it was kind of funny that they wouldn't let me just leave a roll of toilet paper on the back of the toilet like I did all throughout college. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was wrong. You should not do that. pettiness engine or judgment engine take your pick yeah the pettiness engine the judgment engine whatever uh regardless that that is like the one thing once you're done unpacking the game will prompt you hey you know you this this placement seems a little off maybe you should think about this one a bit more um and maybe that's like the game like putting the character into it like I i don't know if i was thinking of it as the game or as maybe the character who 
was coming back and giving their thoughts on how you place their stuff. <laughs> I disagree with this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're all of a sudden your um, character, the t- or the character in this game, is possessed by some otherworldly force of us who's doing all their unpacking for them. How lucky. How would you like that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thinking about the mechanics, too, um, you know, it is the, you click on a cardboard box, it opens up, you click again, and it puts an item into your hand. You don't know what it's going to be. And then you got to find a place for it. When the box is empty, the box disappears. Um, kind of beyond that as well as, uh, as you get into the later levels, the levels have multiple rooms where, uh, like the first level you're unpacking is just your childhood room. Uh, so it's pretty easy. Everything's just in one place. Later on, it's like, okay, here's the bathroom and, oh, uh, whoever, this guy packed a book with their, um, with their bathroom supplies over here. So now we got to go to the right room to do it. So there's a little bit of room navigation as well. Yeah. And I do like how... You know, you start off, it's it's very much told chronologically, right? So your first level is in 1997. Your last one is around 2018, I believe. Uh, they are specific and, with the years they, that each level takes place in, yeah. And I will say that this lines up very well with all of our personal timelines. <laughs> so there was a lot of nostalgia there for me, like the things that they'd be unpacking in their childhood, I'd be like, Ooh, I had that. Like there's like dumb shit, like a, a Tamagotchi or a, uh, you, you know, like an, like a, one of those old, uh, game boys. Like it's just, it, it very felt like us. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Because this, uh, this character, she is a nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got all of her, yeah, she's got video games. She's got books. She's got her art supplies. She's got, uh, you, you very much understand like who this character is right off the bat. And, um, you know, as we've said, like the things that continue to stay with her, her video game collection, her DVDs, her art supplies, like they start to tell the story of a character. And as you said, Clint, like this does roughly line up with our childhoods all being like, um, you know, millennials, children of the late eighties and, you know, coming of age in the you know, two thousands and such like college in the late aughts apartments afterwards, all that. Yeah. It it definitely spoke to me. I had all this same stuff, you know, did I have a GameCube when I moved off to college? Yes. Did it make it all the way through college and out into my first apartment after? No, it did not. The Wii was there by that point, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that was in this game too, by the way, she, she got a Wii in college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What I thought was great about this game, like the art was fantastic in this, but specifically on that nerd angle of things, like um, I would pull out a case uh, from the um, from the box, and I'd be like, "That's a GameCube game!" Like they were able to render <laughs> a GameCube game case because everything was all the set. You know, they had a look. The GameCube games had a look. The Wii games had a look. And some of the highest moments of drama in this game for me were when I was filling out a shelf with like, okay, I can fit the Xbox games and the Wii games over here. But then you get closer and closer as you pull more games out. And then you're like, can I fit this? Or do I have to take them all up and put them on another shelf? You know, (laughs) high drama, I say. So so you're being OCD with somebody's virtual unpacking. Of course I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really like... a lot of this game's like challenge for me came down to like aesthetics. Like, do I think this shelf looks like crap because I couldn't fit all the DVDs in one place and I had to split them between two shelves and now I have a shelf that's half books and half DVDs? Yes, that stressed me out. That means you're a bad person. 
<laughs> that was the major conflict of this game for me. <laughs> That's the thing. There, there really isn't any conflict in this game. It's, it's all just about telling a story through people's, or, or their whole journey, I guess, through what they have with them, more than anything. You're right. There's no conflict, but there is a story, and it's a yeah. story of like a character's growth and like changing. Because you know, when you do start off, you have your your first level, your kid, and then you move off to university, and you have your dorm, and then you move in with your friends, and then you move in with a weird dude who you're apparently dating. <laughs> no, the fancy New York kitchen. Yeah. Oh, this was this was a one of my favorite levels from the kind of storytelling perspective. Oh yeah. Like I like to cook. Uh, enjoy doing it quite a bit and I look at this guy's kitchen that you're moving into all of his stuff is there like he doesn't have a spice rack but he has like 10 things for mixing drinks and I'm like ugh I hope this doesn't last long (laughs) this dude was a serial killer like everything was like mega ultra OCD and this is coming from someone who's extremely OCD you could just tell that it wasn't going to work out because there was no room for her in his life like and you can feel that just from seeing the apartment and moving her stuff into it like it's crazy how much storytelling goes into something so simple well it was it was really brilliant this particular level and i I, i'm glad we all focused in on this level specifically because it's really clearly like an older wealthier guy and she's still working at a coffee shop as you could tell because her coffee shop um has the uniform yeah when's the last time you guys had to wear a baseball cap to work (laughs) (laughs) um probably dairy queen <laughs> I was like 16 or something. But um yeah, you're absolutely right, Clint. There's no room for your stuff. Not only that, but your stuff clashes like hell with all of his stuff. Yep. And most importantly, there is nowhere for you to put your diploma on the wall. Um it was very important like the first place after college you hung up your diploma, you know, you're very happy about graduating university and such. But there's literally not a single place in this guy's spot that you can hang up your up your diploma so the only place i could find for it was under the bed that's where i which, put it yeah yeah, yeah it, it just says everything about that whole relationship doesn't respect her <laughs> how can you say like how brilliant that they can describe that a very specific relationship so exact exactly just through things like they don't show the characters they don't show dialogue uh, showing nothing but the things these people own during this hey let's move in together part of their life and they can bring that much character to it absolutely it's a, it's a master stroke of storytelling I think this is when the game like really won me over like those first few levels it was a, a pretty straightforward path of growth right? like we said the, the dorm moving in with your friends you know I thought there was interesting things going on in those levels like the stuff for the roommates already being present and you being unable to move it hmm. like interesting stuff shared spaces um, and, negotiating and like that. that but this to me was the first time like they were like telling a really pointed story in like one level totally wordlessly it was it was really great it kind of reminds me of uh, Wally, how they had that first like 30 minutes to an hour of that movie without any dialogue whatsoever. And it was it was daring, but it worked, you know, and it was uh, so different. And that's what this game is. It's um, this level was so different, but it's so perfectly told a story. Yeah, or up the first uh, the initial introduction of the movie up was also one of those classic like tearjerker totally nonverbal storytelling moments um yeah i hear you on that but right after this like you you do start to get like the 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 depths you go you know you move back home 
um, you're rebuilding, and the diploma comes back out, and it goes right up on the wall in the place of prominence if you're me. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, take that, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, after that, it's sort of a nice little, like, rebuilding story. You know, eventually you're moving back out, you get a lot of room, you're spreading out, and then you get a new partner in, in the picture. The, the new female partner which is really like nice and then the game comes to that really great crescendo at the end where you you know have a house and a nursery oh man uh, yeah <laughs> you know it, it really does like it tells such a like nice story and, and I think it echoes like a lot of like what you know our age group had gone through during that time you know like times got hard after college for a little for a lot of us and you know moving in with a partner you know maybe all of us took a little more straightforward path than moving in with a shit bag and then having to move back home but you know that oh, happened to a lot of our friends oh no sure. i did that we're good <laughs> <laughs> all right good well we have the representative group here then good yeah. <laughs> don't worry i got that one for you guys we rounded it out <laughs> yeah and that's the thing about this game is like it seems like almost everybody can find something to relate to in it and that's really special Yeah, and I think with all three of us becoming fathers in the past several years, like the again, the final moment of this game was finally having a family and setting up a nursery, and that's something we've all recently done for the first time. So again, mm-hmm. very timely with our timelines. I, I feel like it fit very well, and that was a good ending for it. <laughs> yeah, Josh, that's something you've done twice in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think I take the moving crown. Uh, in reflection of this game and getting ready for this episode, I did some mental math, and I've moved 16 times in the last decade. Oh my god, that's Gross. wild. <laughs> Travel <laughs> nursing, man. Travel nursing. Uh, let's see. Uh, since graduating college, which I guess roughly maps to the decade at this point, um, it would be one, two, three, four times for me. So, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm at four, four or five, too, I think. I should mention I am currently unpacking. Uh, me and my wife just bought a house. So Congrats. this will hopefully be, you know, the next decade zero moves. Hey, we're crossing our fingers for you, bud. <laughs> um, because despite how fun this game makes it, moving does suck ass. Sure yes. does. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> One of the small little stories told through objects that I think I want to highlight, you know, it wasn't as dramatic maybe as the diploma in the apartment, um, but when the when uh, she moves into the nerd apartment after college with her friends, they start playing Dungeons and Dragons and they start collecting figurines, and then you notice that the bard figurine is being kept. Oh, uh, through her next places. So that was her character she was playing. And then another apartment or two later, a ukulele starts showing up too. So I kind of saw it as kind of like, oh, she got interested in being a bard. Now she wants to play music or maybe music was something she was always interested in. But just kind of like that's showing some character growth again, just through the accumulation of objects. One thing I liked was actually the opposite of that too seeing what she kept from place to like like what made it through all the moves like i i don't have a complete tally but obviously when she's a child all the way through adulthood there wasn't a lot that stayed but there was a couple stuffed animals that stayed maybe a couple other small things 
And then at the end, you get to give, uh, well, I guess you can choose where you put it, but I put it in in my kid's crib, which is kind of funny because I have a stuffed little Sonic uh, uh, guy that, that I kept forever at my parents' house, and now Carson has it in his crib, so... Uh-oh. Again, kind of <laughs> cool how that rolls around. Like <laughs> that's really nice, and I, I noticed a couple things like this too. Um, uh, one, obviously, the the through line of the art supplies and things. Like there was like one set of uh, brushes and um, pens and stuff that was always there. There was always like the the notepads and sketchbooks that always made it too. But I did notice at some point she took up yoga. And the yoga mat would make its way from place to place throughout the whole thing, too. And then finally, in the last one, there were two yoga mats. So the partner took up yoga, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Those are right under the bed with the diploma for me. So, yep. Bye. (laughs) To be honest, that's where the yoga mats are in our house, too. They're under the bed. (laughs) It's a good storage spot. Yeah, and, and I did like like how they showcase sort of the character's career progression too. Like clearly she was a you know struggling artist after college, working at the coffee shop, and then eventually by you know the end she has her book. Like she has a bunch of copies of a book she's apparently published, um, and they're buying a house, so they have to be doing something right there. <laughs> it's a uh, children's book too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a it's interesting how much we can glean from just the items in. in in this game and there are so many um and as as we said like they and a lot of them like stack and orient against each other like we've talked about lining up a shelf with dvds and books and stuff like that we talked about stacking plates uh we haven't talked about that yet but i found that very satisfying stacking plates and cups (laughs) you can put stack shirts on top of each other or whenever you're doing the closet it's always like what do you want to hang up versus what do you want to stuff in drawers somewhere they did do a good job of making it easy to do that. Like, I feel like some games have made it hard to, like, organize things and stack things on things and move things then as a stack. But this, again, I was never frustrated by the controls. It was very intuitive. Anybody could pick it up and do this would be easy. Totally. And, you know, we've talked about all these different items, but I think we should call out, like, how really pleasant to look at this game is because it's, like, really beautifully rendered isometric pixel art. Um, to me, this sort of reminds me of, like, uh, like clip art that you'd find like from like mid 90s like graphics programs like maybe a card maker or something like that I remember having like some weird Adobe card maker that had all of this like random <laughs> isometric clip art in it and I feel like they just like looked at that and were like huh we should just we do this but for every item in your house <laughs> a whole game of this <laughs> yep and there's so many of them and they're all really really beautiful they can all be rotated it's just really impressive amount of pixel art that's really well rendered and like I mentioned before, it's great level of detail. Like you can tell, oh, this is a DVD case versus this is a GameCube case. Like, it, and even like past that, like you can tell not only that it's a GameCube case, but you can say like, this is Wind Waker. I know the colors on the front of that box. <laughs> That's definitely Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah, everything was super deliberate. You, you could tell that they spent a lot of time telling a specific probably some of their own story to be honest and they were probably very particular about it again the timeliness they were speaking to a certain person that person happens to be people of our generation and then they they took everything to the nines i feel like when they were presenting it and one thing that they took 
not only to the nines, but like nine square to the 81s, if you will, um, is the sound design of this game. Because there are, uh, I had to look this up, 14,000 different Foley effects for picking up certain objects and placing them on certain surfaces. So, I mean, that's just an incredible amount of care that went into the sound design of this game. Um, you know, every, basically every object has its own specific sound for being set on a type of surface. How is... boring would that have been? There's like, here's a studio full of every item in a house. I need you to pick it up and set it down on wood, on the floor, on a cabinet, <laughs> on a chair, <laughs> just like all day long. Oh, Fine. Brian, yep. Fine. Were these uh, <laughs> were these like legit Foley sound effects? Yeah, as I understand it, they they literally like made Foley for every single one of the interactions, which is crazy. So for viewers who aren't, or viewers, listeners who aren't um, aware of what Foley sound effects are, this is like the Hollywood sound effects people. This is a legit career you can have. You can be a Foley artist. Um, You're creating sound effects. It's not what the sound is, but what it should sound like. That's why in Hollywood movies, all the swords go swish. Uh, That's (laughs) why, um, like if you've seen Monty Python, the horses like mimicking them with coconuts like that's what these fully artists do is they find ways to reproduce what a sound effect should be like oh and how a gun makes a cocking noise every time you pull it out of a holster somehow even though it's not (laughs) physically possible and the cocking noise is probably like whacking two spatulas together or something weird like that but that's just how gun cocking sounds to us now because we're so used to it yeah, it's like a an audio language that the game is like trying to speak, and in this game, basically like invented its own audio language for packing and unpacking. Which, um, <laughs> hey, you know, make that into a library that everyone can download because I think it'll improve games as a whole immensely. <laughs> <laughs> So one other really nice touch that this game had that I enjoyed a lot is the ability to play back your unpack at fast speed for any given place. Did you guys do this at all? I didn't I even see that. Completely. Okay, so not only can you do this, but you can export it as a GIF, or excuse me, as a GIF. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like you can just export that GIF of you unpacking any given level and upload it and not only that but you guys can all do this too because it saves like this doesn't delete as soon as you leave the scene you can go back and see it for your last uh um playthrough so go ahead and export all of your unpacks or your favorite unpacks and we'll post them on the website I will say uh, my only gripe with this game I had because I played it all in one sitting. Do yourself a favor and don't play it all in one sitting. Like it's short enough that you could, but you get tired of it by the time you get to the end of it. So do yourself a favor, break it up a little bit. It works out better. I did one level a day and I feel like that was a great way to play it. Yeah. My, my move was like one or two levels of sitting and usually I didn't play for more than like half hour, 45 minutes. And I, the last level I just did, all by itself because the last level is pretty lengthy you know it's, it's a full house so you got a lot of rooms that was the mistake i made like i knew i was in the last level so i was like i was 
already getting tired of it, but I was like, I could do one more level. But that level is as long as three or four of the other levels because it's a multi-story home at that point. Instead of, <laughs> instead of a little flat or a little apartment or a one room, you're like, okay, all this time's eight. And I, I felt like it was overstaying its welcome, but it's because I tried to cram it into too short a time. So spread it out a little bit. Yeah, chill out. Just vibe with this game. When you're done playing, be done playing. It's yeah. not going anywhere. Uh, So with that, let's unpack our final thoughts on unpacking with a three-word review. My three-word review is Domicile Detritus Detective. Throughout the course of playing Unpacking, it became apparent that the protagonist's collections of figurines and books, video games and DVDs, were not just items to place, they were a surrogate for the character and their own personal story. The items that stay and those that disappear somehow convey an entire character arc told in the place between the lines outlined by the levels of the game. It's an incredibly effective video game narrative and a kind of a miracle how well it works. It creates real emotional moments simply by showing you an item, letting you decide the place it goes. And as you move from domicile to domicile, sorting through the detritus of another person's life, you feel like a bit of a detective, but you also feel a whole lot of empathy. My three-word review is lots to unpack. So although the structure of the game is extremely simplistic, unpacking's message is surprisingly deep. It's able to take a mundane task like unpacking your boxes after moving and then tell a story of a person's life, love, and loss as they not only settle into their new home, but into their adult life. So for anybody from the late 80s, like we said, there's going to be a lot of nostalgia there as well. And that really spoke to me on a personal level. All in all, this game feels less like a game and more like an interactive experience, but it certainly has uh, made a prime example of how much more impactful of storytelling you can get when there's input from the viewer rather than just watching pre-recorded medium like TV shows or movies. And I hope uh, more developers start digging into new ideas like this because the genre of interactive storytelling has been mostly dominated by walking simulators up to this point. Uh, And there's clearly lots of other good ideas out there waiting to be tapped. So excited to see what comes next. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All right. My three-word review is stuff as story. Unpacking takes a chore of a job. Unpacking and organizing the things you own during a move and turns it into the fundamental mechanic of a video game. It's able to do this because unpacking the game isn't about unpacking the stuff. It's about the meaning behind that stuff. What we choose to take with us versus what we choose to leave behind says a lot about who we are, and this game masterfully makes its story in the spaces between the boxes. I've done my fair share of moving throughout my life, and certain moments in the game really resonated with me. It found a frequency that hasn't been hit by video games before, and it did so by telling a simple story through simple objects. Stuff for the win. <laughs> we've all got a lot of stuff, um, and we've all, uh, I guess, had more than we thought to say about this game. You know, it's a short one, but I feel like it was so dense with meaning. So I'm glad we did this one, guys. Um, uh, and so with that, I want to say thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then feel free to share it with folks you think might enjoy it as well. And if you want to get in touch, drop us a note at pixelatedplaygrounds at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at pixelplaypod. And for us here at Pixelated Playgrounds, I'm Brian Skersha. I'm Josh Galecki. And I'm Clint Jones. Take care and keep on unpacking. The moving truck pulls up, there's a knock on the door. Now all your stuff is here in boxes on the floor.
floor. You open up a box. There is so much to do. I open up my heart. This is now a home for two. You know, when we were doing that nursery level, I could tell these were first-time parents because they're like, hey, <laughs> let's just throw everything in the crib, and it's beaten into you over and over again. Baby doesn't get, even get a blanket in there. No, man, you got a sleep sack if you're lucky. That stuff all ended up on the shelf because I knew better. You don't put that stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, but the game wasn't, like, uh, penalizing you. I mean, the defense is the baby's not actually there yet, so they can just put whatever they want in the crib. But it was still, yeah. like, a, a nice little ha-ha look back thing. Oh, yeah, totally. If you if, if I would have put if I would have shown Liz the stuffed animal in the crib at the end of my unpacking level for the final level, I would have got my hand slapped because everyone knows you don't put a blanket, <laughs> you don't put a stuffed animal, nothing goes in that crib. Got to keep you, that baby safe. Are you guys up to stuffed animals yet? Are you doing that yet? No, I mean she she like has some, but she doesn't sleep with them. No. Yeah, Calvin mostly just tries to eat them. <laughs> you gotta make sure they don't have the plastic eyeballs I guess El- Eleanor sleeps with like a lovey it's like uh, it's yeah, like a stuffed one. animal head on a little tiny blanket basically and uh, that's about as far as she goes she's got two little teddy loveys that she sleeps with that's it gotcha we graduated uh, to a bear a bear Aww. nice well he's uh, two now so you know yep, he gets can a bear at two yeah he can do that he's got a bear and he's got Sonic <laughs> <laughs> This game had a number of hilarious achievements to it. The one I remember the most was when I was moving in with a partner. I rem- I don't remember if it's the dick in the apartment or if it's the one you actually love and you know start a family with later on. Um, but I was trying to move in and trying to make space for myself, and I noticed like, oh, their underwear drawer. It has like <laughs> so much space in it. I'm just gonna move some of their stuff over to the the right half, and I'll take the other half. And this game called me out on it. It gave me an achievement for rearranging my partner's underwear drawer. (laughs) What was that achievement called exactly? Oh, I'd have to look it up here. Hang on. (laughs) We can cut this in. I got it in front of me. Hold on. Let's see. Tidy whities but T-I-D-Y. Tidy. Tidy (laughs) (laughs) whities That's good. Um, I got one achievement that um, was for putting the cookie jar on the top shelf in my kitchen, and it was cookies are a sometimes food, (laughs) 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 which is pretty good. Um, Yeah, this game had had really like fun touches like that and good creativity with the achievement system. I feel like that's what what achievements should be. Like, forget these achievements that are just like you progress through the story fine yeah they could have done an achievement for every level sure whatever this is more fun than that for sure yeah 
especially like little hidden things like the game's like I see what you did there <laughs> yep um, I, I'm trying to remember what game this was but there was one specific one where like if you kicked a pig off a cliff or something like that it was like when pigs fly or something like that I, I don't remember <laughs> what game it was but that's the type of achievement I like kicking a pig <laughs> off a cliff <laughs> oh you, you don't like kill one million of this enemy <laughs> no no I Thanks. don't that's no fun no. Nothing wrote like that, please. I need I need some refinement and creativity to my achievements. 